This is History Replays Today, the Richmond History Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Jeff Major. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I have on the show today, here on episode 31, I have Maureen Egan and Susan Winecki. Uh, they are the co-owners of Real Richmond Food Tours, and they are also the founders of Fire, Flower, and Fork, uh, which, are, which is an unscripted potluck in RVA uh, from October 30th to November 2nd. Should be really amazing. There's all kinds of stuff happening. There's no way I'm going to be able to get into all the stuff just very quickly, though. It is uh, they're going to be having a movable feast um, that have chefs from all over the region, uh, and I think uh, um, an upcoming contestant on Top Chef will be there uh, making some food, and and it's going to be really neat because it's a uh, uh, modern modifications on the recipes that come out of the Virginia Housewife. Um, the Virginia Housewife is written by a woman named Mary Randolph. Mary Randolph is from Chesterfield County. Uh, and the Virginia Housewife is, you know, I've heard all kinds of fantastic superlatives, which are also always, uh, you can always get something, get in trouble when saying something is the first. Someone always comes out and says, but it's known as the first regional cookbook in the United States. If not, you know, one of the first cookbooks from the United States. Um, it should be really amazing. And, and that's what we're really going to talk about. Um, that's what we talk about mostly. We get into who Mary Randolph was, um, some of the recipes that are in the book to kind of, you know, give you an idea of, you know, what what people are eating. And, you know, at the, 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 the event, they're going to have, you know, 48 lectures and demos, 18 book signings, and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. You can find out more information at fireflowerandfork.com. Check them out. Uh, they're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can get up-to-date in- information there. Um, but uh, but before we get into talking to uh, Maureen, e- Maureen Egan and Susan Winecki, I have a very exciting announcement. The show has a new sponsor, uh, The Farm Table. Uh, it's an amazing group of folks. Uh, they deliver fresh vegetables to your door. Um, they bring these vegetables. It's within 48 hours of coming out of the dirt. It's coming to your house, uh, and they drop this box off right in front of your house. You don't have to go to the store and pick it up or anything like that. Um, they uh, they have a couple different options to choose from. They call it the garden box and then also the chef's box. Uh, they'll give you an email uh, earlier than that week um, to let you know if you want the box, right? Because it's an amazing thing. You, you, you don't have to get every box. You sign up for the membership, um, but you don't have to get every, you know, Maybe you're out of town. Maybe you've just, you know, maybe you have a garden and you have your own vegetables coming out. I don't know. Whatever, why you wouldn't want fresh, tasty, you know, amazing vegetables delivered deliver right to your house. The chef's box is actually organized in a way that they actually have recipes that they'll send you. Um, so the, the amazing stuff that you're going to get, they're going to also send you some recipes that'll uh, that'll go along with it, and that way you know if there's any items that you might need, spices or anything like that, that you might need to pick up at the store before the thing gets there. Box just arrives at your house Thursday. Um, you just open it up. Everything's good to go. Uh, I just got a box. It was fantastic. It's um, greens, some, some kale in there, some, some peaches that were fantastic, uh, a few tomatoes, which was amazing because my garden's tomatoes, not so good this year. Um, carrots, it was, I'd never even heard of a white carrot. 
but there were white and um, orange carrots in there. They're really fantastic. Sweet potatoes. Um, it was excellent. It's fantastic. Highly encourage you to check it out. It was definitely amazing. And if you uh, want more information or to uh, sign up, you can go ahead and check out thefarmtable.org. Uh, and when you decide to sign up, which you should, uh, use the promo code HRT2014. Uh, I believe that's all cap capitals. Um, it's HRT2014, and you'll get $15 off your membership fee. Um, and a little bit of that comes back to History Replays today, so it's a good way to support um, support the podcast and also you know get uh, some some veggies, right? Who doesn't who doesn't like fresh veggies? Uh, and again, it's HRT 2014. That's only good through 2014. Um, but again, you'll get $15 off. Um, so I'm giving you $15 to go buy veggies. That's that's what that's what we need in this world. Um, so before we get to this episode, get into the into the, the conversation. Uh, I do have two women, and just so so we can identify who each one are. Uh, by voice. I'm Maureen Egan. And this is... Susan Winecki. Great. Now that we have that sorted out, uh, we can. We started out talking about who Mary Randolph is. Um, we, again, we do get into some of the recipes, what people would have eaten back then, you know, how, how these things would have been prepared, um, what even a cookbook means to the back then, right? So, um, but she is born in Chesterfield County. Um, she's born in 1762 and... Let's go ahead and hear a little bit more about her. Hear Maureen tell it. She was she was related to Thomas Jefferson, the Randolph family. Um, she married her cousin, I guess. David Randolph. David Randolph. I mean, it's all. Yeah. That's the way Virginia was. Um, I think everybody was that. You know, it's like you don't want to. Um, inheritance is a big thing, right? So you don't want to have to split your inheritance with another family. So that becomes, I know that. So you keep it all in the family right. by marrying yeah. into the family. Yeah, right. well, well, and sure again, and again. True. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there were ups and downs um, sure. over the years. But um, I know she became known just when she was married as a wonderful hostess. Right. The Martha Stewart of her day, perhaps. Yeah. And Wait, the, is she a Randolph? Is she born a Randolph or does she marry into Randolph? Or they're both, both Randolphs. They're both Randolphs. Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So that would be And excellent. she spent time also over at Tuckahoe Plantation right. before she married. Okay. And then when she married David, they moved to Chesterfield mm-hmm. and essentially lived in the swamps of Chesterfield off Turkey Island. And um, basically she told her husband, I've had Get enough of this. Get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. Get me out, yeah, please. Yeah. And then they moved downtown um, oh. to Fifth and Maine, so right. that they have this beautiful house, Fifth mm-hmm. and Maine, between Maine and Cary, called Moldavia, right. which sounds, I would have loved to have seen Moldavia. <laughs> Is it moldering? Or uh, yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that's more most famous at this point, because that's where Edgar Allan Poe, his last place that he lived with John Allen. That's right. Um, but I, that's, I, I like that, that was where it came from, I when I was reading it's about It's just that, so sad that it's gone, yeah. you know? And yeah. And we don't have that anymore. But yeah, so you know, she moved there with her husband. Her husband. Oh, I would say this is a weird thing, though. I, I, the only place I know of with a plaque to Edgar Allan Poe. So I, I, there may be others, but I don't know of any. And it's definitely not the only place he lived with the Allens. 
Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, you know, I mean, it was the biggest, you know, even talking, I talked to Chris Sumner about that in the, on, the, on another episode. The, um, it's really just the most fancy house they lived in and the last one he lived with the Allens. But there's no, pla- I don't know of any other, I don't even think Talavera, which is where he apparently read the Raven right, for the right. last time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing on that porch, you're right. Yeah. I drive by that house every day. No, there isn't. It's weird, right? I don't know. Um, I know you would think yeah. that a yeah, yeah. plaque would be up everywhere. Yeah. There was a sticker for everywhere the Lincoln movie film, right. so right. Yeah. we could no, certainly a get movie. a Poe yeah. sticker yeah. up. Right. He really was. Yeah. So, so yeah, movie. totally unrelated. Sorry that I that's all right. No, that's, totally that's an interesting. Um, yeah. That's an intri- interesting observation. So, so yeah, so if someone listening to this knows of another Poe, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> we all want to know mm-hmm. Poe plaques. That's right. Let's start making them. Yeah, so, so anyway, going back yeah, yeah. to this grand house, um, David was a U.S. Marshal, so mm-hmm. they were, you know, living quite well, and she was entertaining, you know, known for her um, great entertaining skills, was called the queen of the day, and then Jefferson came into power, right? and he lost his U.S. Marshalship because right. he was on the wrong side of things as a Federalist. And so, basically, Mary came up with this plan. Look, you know, we got to do something for money. Mm-hmm. And op- decided to open a boarding house. It was actually quite shocking for a woman of right. her stature to say, I'm going to turn around and let people into my house and serve them. Right. So, right. I, that sort of blows my mind. Sure. And this was down in Chaco Slip, too, right? The, the place where the Columbian building is now. It wasn't that building. Okay, um, but in that that area was where she started the the boarding house. Um, so, so are they moving out of Moldavia into the boarding house? Yeah, they lost. They yeah. lost the yeah. house. Okay. Yeah. yeah, couldn't stay there. Fantastic, right? And then ran, she literally ran an ad in the paper, and there was a lot of talk about her, from her sister saying, you know, what is our sister doing? Um, I can't believe she's doing this, um, but made a real go of it. Yeah, and you know. I just think at the time that's pretty astounding, and you know, you you hear of that term, the groaning board, um, you know, being your table filled, overflowing. But at her boarding house, that she was not known for for groaning board esque meals because, and I love this quote from her, um, she did not believe that profusion meant excellence, <laughs> and so she, again really focus on serving things that are really well made and well done as opposed to Absolutely. you know a buffet style kind of service. Right. So, you know, she was known for really high quality food and sure. treating her guests um, very well, but not necessarily known for for throwing on stacks of food onto sure. her tables. Anyway, I just thought that's, yeah, that's another awesome. little interesting point. I, I find many of her things interesting. Yeah, now I wonder what um yeah, it must be like it was must embarrassment for her husband as well. Like the eighteen hundred oh, sure. time period. You that know, was not what your right. wife was supposed to be doing. Right. Was taking care of the family. Yeah, um, and that was from eighteen oh eight to eighteen twenty. Right, but she yeah, wasn't that's... just a little, you know. Yeah, David did though find his footing again. He okay. got involved with um, the coal mine industry that was okay. starting out in Midlothian. So I think he found his footing again, but okay. still. Your wife yeah, yeah. running this successful boarding right, house as all. well. Working yeah. at all. Well, this, there's this great quote I just have to um, 
1807, Herman Blenner Hassett, which that's a great name. That's just a right, of, right there. He wrote in his sounds diary. Like he just made that up. He had just Blenner met. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Mrs. David Randolph, who is a middle-aged lady and very accomplished, of charming manners and possessing a masculine mind, she certainly uttered more treason than my wife ever dreamed of. That's amazing. <laughs> so she was. Uh, she knew her own mind, it sounds yeah. like, well, and she did what she wanted to do. And again, during the, um, she was also, you know, that name Queen, there's all mm. sorts of tale Queen behind Molly. how did she yeah. get that okay. moniker of Queen. And, you know, there were the socialites of the day that, you know, treated, said, called her Queen and, you know, talked about um, the the types of entertaining she did. But then also there's the, the Gabriel, the Gabriel Prosser Prosser story, story yeah. which... Well, you know, he, what, he was... I was looking at you yeah. to say, do you know that story? Sure, sure. Not, we had okay. the podcast about Gabriel, the insurrection. Not yet. I, oh, oh, oh wow. I, I've actually you had... Uh, you need to get Gigi Amato on that one. Yeah, I've actually talked to her, okay. and, and it was ships in the night. Right. We've tried to work it out. Right. It just hasn't happened yet. But well, I, that will be an amazing one. I'm Everybody actually excited about it. listen to that. Um, but supposedly, and I, I do not know if this is just um, apocryphal, but that, um, that Gabriel was um, planning the insurrection with, you know, more than a thousand other slaves and, and some free blacks and uh, Frenchmen, um, that the dream was to, of course, free the slaves, understandably, and then he was going to set up a house and he wanted to have Queen Molly. Uh, she was so famous for her, uh, for her entertaining and cooking that uh, that she would do it for him. Exactly. She would that be was, saved. That was the idea. Yeah, and you and know. she would cook for him. That's right. That's fantastic. And of course, none of that ever came to to pass. Um, but yeah, and th she probably was named that for all, all of those reasons, all of the above. Sure. Um, okay, so I am going to break in here very quickly, um, just to mention another one of the sponsors, River City Sags. River City Sags is the premier Segway tour company in Richmond the only Segway tour company in Virginia with an indoor Segway specific training area. River City Segs, their top priority is to make sure that you always practice safe Segs and it's always, you know, historical tours, public art tours, um, just riding a Segway around in a scenic fashion tours for October featuring ghosts and grizzly stories, some of the mayhem and murder and grave robbing that's uh, that's happened around in the city uh, check that out it's gonna be nightly all through october and a little bit beyond give a call 804-343-6105 find out more information at rivercitysegs.com follow river city segs on twitter at 804 segs on facebook and always practice safe segs One of the things when she will talk about the book um, eventually, but um, okay. that's we'll kind get, of a we'll get there. Yeah, that's kind Hang of on. A, that's a cool thing. We could talk all day about that. But one of the things that she included in the Virginia Housewife was a, um, a drawing of a refrigerator that she huh. invented. That she didn't invent the first refrigerator. Somebody else had already had a patent, and I guess Thomas Jefferson had had bought one. So you know she would have perhaps seen. Right, the workings of one. But what I love is when um, is it Samuel Mordecai when he came to Richmond and he wrote his uh, you know Richmond and bygone days. He, um, she had the, a refrigerator in her boarding house that she was she was using. But she um, so Mordecai claimed that Mary invented the refrigerator 
but it's it's repeated sure. and it's it is not true. But um, she would complain that the Yankees stole stole one the of her borders. Yeah, exactly. Yankee right. borders yeah. stole it. And, which is a, such a typical Richmond thing. Sure, you know, blame it on the Yankees. Um, but even then, even then, even then, like what class of people are in there? Are these like travelers? Just anybody, or just like a I mean, lot of male, male travelers coming through the area for whatever okay. business? That she was tending to. I mean, is this? Are, are we looking more like Holiday Inn? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Jefferson. Well, what's going, what, yeah, what's going up there? I, I would say like the B and B, a very nice. Uh, okay. B and B, which we have a few here in Richmond. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know how many rooms it was. I don't know how how many boards right. she could she could hold. But um, to keep it going for twelve years is telling you that. Um, yeah, I mean, they moved, they, they shut the boarding house down in 1819, and they were in their early 60s. Mm-hmm. And then they went up to Northern Virginia to live with some children. Right. So, yeah, so they packed it in, sort of that, you know, retire. It's time right. to retire. Well, yeah. <laughs> Doing pretty well. And go up and live with the kids, get closer to the kids. Sure. So. And that's when, when she was up there, is when she actually wrote The Virginia Housewife. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm sure she was... Gathering, I mean, what she was making actually in the in the intro to the Virginia Housewife, which was published in 1828, I believe the first uh, 24. Sorry. Okay. Um, she um, she says most of these recipes or receipts were f- uh, put down from memory, but huh. of course she used them many times. So right. So she stood by them, but that's remarkable. Um, <laughs> and, and the fact that it truly is deemed the first regional cookbook in America. And going back to that word regional, she's pulling in African-American traditions, Mm -hmm. you know, of women who worked in her kitchens. Um, She's also pulling in, you know, um, American Indian traditions, you know, and, you know, various cornbreads and and uses of corn that they were using. And it's just a remarkable document. And the fact that it, that we're still talking yeah, about it today right. is um, is astounding. And in addition to the recipes, you know, we're getting back to this, you know, Martha Stewart of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how Martha Stewart, you know, in the early 90s, really start set out to create not just you know putting out recipes, but creating that whole lifestyle right. of. You know when you should be doing your window washing and and clipping of your boxwoods and and sure. all those things yeah, and what color of, we should paint yeah. our woodwork yeah. or not to paint the woodwork. She, Queen Molly, in this book also put out things about deodorizing your rooms and how to clean your silver and forks and um, how to order know, your day and your week. I yeah, mean, how to all... how to you know keep your house running efficiently yeah. too and. And I'll segue. I'll let you say your favorite Thank quote. You. I, 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 <laughs> you I used another is. one, okay, so you, you can did. use this okay. one. Well, and I don't know when this. Uh, I hope when you are listening to this, you have uh, already had your breakfast, because uh, Queen Queen Molly always says that a late breakfast deranges the whole business of the day. So, which deranges, is what, deranges, yeah, underscore not, deranges. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. And, which is why we'll talk more about fire, flower, and fork uh, and the monumental movable feast that's going to um, 
be a, a tip of the hat to Mary Randolph and the Virginia housewife a little bit later, but we couldn't, we decided we can't call it a breakfast. We shouldn't even call it brunch. It has to be called a lunch because we... It's too it's late in the day. It's too late in the day, so we sure. don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, she has, she has many opinions and she shares them. It's a, it's a wonderful book. It's very readable. Um, of course, the recipes are, you know, we said put down by memory. They're very, um, they're narrative. There's not a whole lot of... <laughs> Specific yeah. okay. teaspoon of this and a uh, teaspoon huh, okay. of that. It's very much she's um, no like put ten of this in and some of this in yeah. and some of that right. in and then bake it. Right. Doesn't right. say how long or what temperature because of course it's over a over fire. fire. You know, right. and how are you? And gonna, someone's yeah. tending to it. Right. 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 But yeah, yeah. Warm and drain two quarts of oysters. Okay, that's we can figure that out. Put them on three quarts of water. Three onions chopped up. Actually, this is one of the more specific. Yeah, because lots of them are just, you know, take this and put sure. it in the pot and, you know, come back right. later. <laughs> and, I mean, oysters are pretty high class. A, a big... That, that's, I mean, but that's, so this is not as much, or I guess maybe you're saying it, so it's a mixture of all kinds of, like, it, common foods and then even more... Well, and oysters were but common. Back then. Okay. Back then. Yeah, that's, I that mean, was, we didn't have everything. our... Yeah, we, like, I mean, do you think enrichment? I mean, were they more enrichment? I don't even know. I, I've never even heard. Of that. Well, they would have been not far away. I mean, the, you right. know, the trade on the river was coming back and forth. I mean, the Chesapeake Bay was just full of them. And uh, keep in so mind, it, I don't even know nowadays how long can an oyster like travel? if you're going to eat like a raw oyster, like how long? I have no oh, idea. We need to get Travis and Ryan. Yeah, on. we need yeah. to get Roxton brothers to join. It. That's it another. Yeah. That's another show. The yeah. history of. Of oystering in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, get them. <laughs> but but going back to your point about, you know, you have to realize the boarding house clientele, but <laughs> she also was of high society at one point. So not all of these recipes necessarily came from what she served right, at the right, boarding right, house. Right. They could have been, mm -hmm. you know, things that she did for parties mm -hmm. um, when they were in better times, too. Right. Um, you know, oyster ice cream is the one that yeah. really intrigues me yeah. in the book, though. Um, yeah, yeah doesn't that sound just terrible? Mm, right. Mm, but, yeah. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't even have didn't, any idea what that would taste like. Chef yeah. uh, Jose Andres, yeah. doesn't he have a Actually, the Croxtons did, I think Croxtons from Rappahannock here in Richmond, did a um, very, very high-end food event in Aspen. And they were teamed up with Jose Andres, and they actually put out an oyster ice cream. That is so. I, I, I literally, I can't even imagine yeah. what yeah. the taste is. I, it no, hasn't. Might has, be good. It doesn't have legs. I don't know. We haven't haven't yeah. seen it since. But um, right. we won't be serving that on November second. No. <laughs> and um, recently, um, help me out, Maureen. Was it Garden and Gun or what food magazine had all the pies from across America? I think it was Garden Gun. Garden was Gun did did a beautiful sort of graphic drawing of the United States and and where certain pies came from. Right. And Virginia was on the map, and Mary Randolph was mentioned right. for being um, the creator of what is known as chess pie, um, okay. which is again very sweet custardy type of pie. Um, Probably cream, milk, egg, sugar, and that thing, mm -hmm. um, or cream or milk, and 
it came from it looked like a clear or a transparent cheese. So the word morphed from cheese pie eventually Weird. to chess pie. Yeah. So that just appeared about yeah, a week or two it, ago. It, right. And I was like, there she is again, yeah. popping up that Mary Randolph. That's awesome. And well, is that a dessert? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you see it now more chocolate chess pie. Okay. Is a pretty a lemon chess pie. Lemon chess pie. There's another. some, you know, usually a flavor added to it. Okay. Because nobody wants to. But it's <laughs> yeah, but but you know that custardy yeah, yeah. consistency. Right. right. Yeah. You know. Gelatinous. Uh huh. It's uh -huh. good though. It's very good. Mm -hmm. I but I mean, like I, I I had the Ucrops version of chocolate chess pie. Um, most people probably have here. Um, what I love. Um, looking through the book, The Virginia Housewife, is how so much of farm to table and uh, so many of the, what we consider trends now right. um, in, in restaurants, it, they're just going back. It's everything old is new again. Sure. Uh, um, you know, pickling is a big thing right. in Richmond, not just not just here, of course, but, um, you know, several of our favorite restaurants are big into that. Jason Alley at Pasture and Comfort and Travis Milton. And of course, there's a. I mean, it makes infused, sense. Yeah. Infused liquors. That's right. Flavored, you know, liquors. Well, I, yeah, um, and especially like pickling. I mean, you don't have a choice. Right. right. You, I mean, have you have to find better, a way to you keep it. You better save this stuff, right? And curing ham. Yeah. Um, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, and using every part, you know, nose to tail. Of course, that's what's in there. Right. Because sure. that is what they had to do, and right. it only made sense. Um, I also love. Um, there's some sturgeon recipes in here, and I think yeah. <laughs> Richmond's history as you know being a major um, stur sturgeon producer. And I just here's a segue. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, but um, oh, yeah, but um, um, there you go. You, two weeks ago, I did um, one of the sturgeon tours oh, on nice. the James and saw a sturgeon breaching just clear no today with Mike Ostrander on Discover the James and Matt um, Belazic at the VCU was. Uh, Talking about sturgeon, fantastic, and, and that's um, so. Again, they were it was a huge uh, source of protein for um, for Virginians, and yeah, you know, we're not there yet. I don't think we'll be using her sturgeon recipes yeah, yeah. anytime soon. They're coming back, they are coming back, and they're actually commercial sturgeon people. Actually, sturgeon, yeah, yeah, in North Carolina, I mean, sure. they're starting to they're market, farming them. Yeah. yeah, farming yep. sturgeon again. And so, like, what other kinds of meats are we talking? I mean, are we talking about are there calf heads and veal, beef, um, you know, every beef heart. Um, Mock turtle soup or turtle soup? The actual she's talking about dressing turtles. So there, you know, there's some that turtles. Yeah, yeah. That we're not going to be finding seeing on the right. menus any. But I mean, soon. is it? Are we talking about like bear and like no, venison? I I mean, uh, venison, yes. Uh, rabbit and hare. Yeah. Sure. Again, okay. which has come back um, a little bit, um, but a, a lot. It's a lot of beef, uh, poultry, of course, sweet breads. Yeah. I mean. Because yeah, what right. I saw one place um, on the internet, which is always a dangerous thing. Um, <laughs> you go there for <laughs> information? <laughs> what? Um, what? But it seemed like you said that it was the first time a fried chicken recipe was written down. I think that, that's, I think you're right. Is that real? That seems like, um, it's sad that people should have always in life had fried chicken. <laughs> Shouldn't always have that. There's more, a lot, you know there's what? I more think, actually, than you Actually, ever. I think John okay. T. Edge um, made that one. mention about her fried chicken recipe. Yeah. Th that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's and, definitely um, more mutton, black pudding, you know, sausages. Again, right. another thing that's back in vogue. Um, and you're not going to get 
I'm thinking that the folks who make the good sausages around town have um, gone into it a little deeper than her. Recipe is pretty cryptic. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, take the tender or pieces. The, you know, but, there's, but you know, like how they were very into doing blood sausages yeah. and those yeah. things. But that's that's one thing in talking with the various bush, butchers and charcuterie makers that they can't get it here in Virginia. Hmm. The, there's a there's, yeah there's, there's regulations yeah. of, of not using blood right yeah, right, right. oh really sausage. like it's yeah. not like huh yeah that's interesting because I grew up in Western New York big Polish country mm-hmm. and there was a uh, Polish soup that was made called chudnina and it was it used duck blood and you know as a kid it freaked me out right but that it was readily available we used to go to mm. the Broadway market and get you know wow. a quart of duck blood yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> skip on home with it for grandma wow. anyway but you can't find That's that like... here in Virginia if they're just you know they have to find other sources for it sure and, and, and sure, how do we get sure duck blood? I'm sorry, I'm knew, bringing it we, back. She, I'm had to, she had to bring. You knew she was going to mention Polish, sure. Polish, Polish cooking. I had to. Was, she had to get sure, the ducks are happy about yeah. that. Yeah. Molly yeah. Randolph, yeah. Polish cooking. Uh, I got well, it all well, the way there. Well, European influences. Thank you. There's Thank lots you. Of Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. is a in recipe the book. in the book. Which right. Okay. Is awesome. Yeah. Now in the 1820s, um, and people think you know again the international. Um, Cuisine or fusion is—I mean, she was doing that. You right. Know, well, it's that a fort city, was, right? I mean, so there's a lot it, of influences going on. Absolutely. Well, um, and the and, influence of Jefferson. I mean, they were friends of Jefferson, right. and Jefferson was so was enamored. I mean, sure. you know, with and, what he was growing and what he was trying to introduce himself to, and so the, is she using recipes of things that I mean, I'm sure everything would, you know, they have grow a lot around here. Yeah, um, she she had. But is it? I mean. Is she including things that are hard to get, or is this things, you know, like you mentioned corn. I mean, you can grow corn like crazy around here. There are, I think, more than 40 vegetables that she mentions in here. Okay. Um, I mean, she's, I'm still in the um, poultry section. I need to switch. But <laughs> right, back to the, back to the <laughs> international thing. Uh, she's got, she has a, a, the title of a dish, to make a dish of curry after the East Indian manner. Wow, right. You know, okay. I mean, that in there with gazpacho, um... Pepper pot gumbo, mm-hmm. so she got it from the West Indies too. Right, and so um, and I think all, that's and an okra interesting... and tomatoes. So sure, some very basic um, uh, things and rice that would have been easy enough to to like, find. I think curry is kind of surprising that that yeah. just seems like. You, I, but you know that when the Jamestown settlers and first came up the river, when um, John Smith and Christopher Newport and those guys came up, they were looking for. Right. For the spices. They sure. were thinking they were getting to China on the James River. So, But like my cartoon image of people in the early 19th century, like <laughs> yes, it's what always, is it? it's always somewhat Tell me. bland, right? They're eating bland, bland. stuff that like it's probably right. a lot of pepper. It, yeah. Um, but I can't, you know, curry seems like... Asking um, for a lot of... Uh, well, yeah, let me just yeah. see what she says. Basically, she says, <laughs> this is kind of funny, sprinkle it. So two cloves of garlic, a large onion sliced, let them fry... Da, da, da. Then put in the chicken, sprinkle them with two or three spoonfuls of curry powder. Well, so where do you get that, Mary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Can you give us our your source list, yeah. please? Sorry, Sour, this does not in, yeah. in, in Richmond yet, so she yeah. wasn't getting it from them. The, yeah, this cookbook does not come with a list of yeah, sources exactly. in the back of the book yeah. as to where you can buy this. Right. Huh. 
So I wonder, I mean, how many people would have actually been able to use this? Or, I mean, is it, I mean, is it that cryptic? I mean, is it well, people loved it, and it went through printing yeah, and you know, six, reprints. Six yeah. editions were okay. done after after it was published. So that's pretty yeah. darn amazing. For decades, it was. It was and then favorite. and then it faded out. Um, you know, again, turn of the century. And there was a Washington Star journalist mm -hmm. who came upon her grave in Arlington Cemetery mm -hmm. and said, who the heck is, you know, Mary Randolph? And, and she then started on, you know, down the rabbit hole of exploring who she was and wrote a story about her. And again, you know, people started... Um, getting on the Mary Randolph wagon again. Mm -hmm. Right, because she's one of the first people buried there. Buried when, there, that's right. When it was the, the Lees lived there. It was there. there. Oh, right. yes. Yeah. Right. It wasn't house. the cemetery yet, right. So when is she... Wait a second, how she the heck is, did she get buried there? Pardon? How the heck did she get buried there? She's not a... She is some relationship to okay. some Fitzhugh Lee, Lee. Okay. cousin or something. Yeah, there's, you know... There, the, and then those right, first families. Yeah, again, we go back yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but another thing that I, I mean, you keep, there's always something to find in here. She's got a recipe for making vermicelli. I mean, you know. I have no idea what that even a lot, is. Pasta. pasta very, really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah, no, thin exactly spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you think about when at La Grada, when Tony's making. Across the street yeah. from yeah, where exactly. the boarding house exactly. was. Right. Um, uh, and there she has, there she has her own version of it. But um, you know, doing it amidst doing twenty thousand other things here. Sure, but I mean, yeah, and that, I mean, I think that again is, um, I mean, somebody like Jefferson, sure, but like somebody going to a boarding house in the early nineteenth century, it's just again, the idea of them eating spaghetti is, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. And we don't know. I mean, we don't know now. Lenny Sorensen, who's a, a culinary historian. Right who is cooking her way through the Virginia housewife. Mm -hmm. um, she's the gal to get all okay. the, the details from on that. And, and part of the truth here is that Mary Randolph, she was a fine cook, but she had slave women doing Absolutely. a lot oh, of the work, work the hard work. So that's why, yeah, work. exactly. That's why, because of course, all these are so time intensive. Right. Whether you're making it for the boarding house or you're making it for um, entertaining your guests. Um, Sure, it's much easier to make your own spaghetti when when other people are making it. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, she's. But going um, back to your, uh, you know, she's using curry. She does give a recipe for how to make your own curry oh, powder yeah. too. Well, so she's so that's a pretty good cookbook then. And, and so there you go. I mean, does it sound so, spicy or yeah, you know, one one dose of coriander, one dose of cumin, one dose of white ginger, one of nutmeg, one of mace, one of cayenne, pound it all together, put it through right. a strainer, bottle oh. it and cork it. And well, one teaspoonful is sufficient to season any made dish. There you go. There you okay. go. Any. 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 <laughs> let's, let's just try that. <laughs> Uh, all curry all the time. Right, That's so, yeah. I, I do like curry. Yeah, no, so, so do I. So I could do. Friend. I could do that. Well, and there's one sauce, um, a recipe for fish sauce uh, to keep for a year. So right. Mm, let's try that one too. Well, because I guess that preservation and like actually when you start reading that, that's going to preserve the curry. Is going to you know, and I guess there's uh, I don't know cover, how true cover. this is. Yeah, that is that they would spice with to 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 cover spoiled meats. I'm sure they're uh, absolutely, I, or just no flavor, um, right? You know, because it's old and you, had, you know you had to kill whatever chicken is, you had. Yeah, 
Um, but um, yeah, I'm sure it covered a whole lot of things. And you had asked before about the vegetables or sure. you know, what kind of um, uh, what kind of things she was expecting people to have on hand. I mean, it's a lot of potatoes, but she's got Jerusalem artichokes in here, which you don't see that um, coming up in many cookbooks and, these and days. Is that what? I, They're around. Just I mean, they, you know, I don't. I have them in my own yard. I don't know that I want to eat them. Um, they're and, invasive, actually. Oh, really? Um, and it just yeah. grows in your yard? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. I, yeah, it's considered a weed. Just can like you, dandelions. Can you try this recipe, please, now that yeah, I, know I know that you have them in your yard? Yeah. <laughs> they, well, that's, that's a fun totally fact. Basically, yeah, basically, she says, just do it like potatoes. Right. Um, and they and should be good. covered with thick melted butter or a nice white or brown sauce. It doesn't sound that appealing. And right. anyone that wants to make that recipe yeah. is invited to your house, <laughs> no, right? To come no. grab. Oh, no? No? Okay. <laughs> What about the um, uh, the pawpaws? Because you know, speaking yeah, of things right. that are pawpaws growing are everywhere, yeah. Let me see. I don't remember if pawpaws are in there. Susan, can you? No, I see. Um, you know, she's got cauliflower, squash, winter squash, um, cabbage pudding. Mm. She has sea kale, which I'd never seen it referred to. S E A. No mention of yeah. the pawpaw. Which is surprising. I mean, George yeah. Washington's favorite um, fruit, and of course they were around, but um, no pawpaw ice cream. And man, like, what's up with that? What's up with the, the fact that, like, the pawpaw is the only... Because I've talked to people about this, random people, and um, random generally... People. <laughs> yeah, like on tour, like people are like, you know, whatever, yeah, there's pawpaws grow over there. Almost the only time people know it is they know that car dealership that says, you know, oh, right across the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, why? Because it is, it's tasty. Yeah. But, you know, I've never seen it ever well, sold at a store. No, or I, they're like, very, there aren't that many. I mean, I know um, I have a source that I cannot disclose. Um, you you, know, do? you haven't even disclosed it no, to I me. I haven't. A, a friend of mine has a patch in her, in her yard. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you can find them out by the river. Yeah, like it's you know, right you're not supposed to take anything from the James River Park. But no, you're I know, not. I know people don't necessarily heed that. Um, but I think it's that there aren't that many. If you eat it there, do, doesn't, you know, doesn't that count? Doesn't that actually take? If it falls into your hand, maybe, right? But don't pull it off. Um, I think um, you know there just aren't enough. That, Really? I mean, I yeah. don't know why, if it's hard to, to grow a pawpaw, I've never tried. Um, Seems like but, it can't be hard if they grow wild. Yeah, but some, some, yeah, some things don't like being transplanted, for instance, but yeah. Let's Seems weird. Let's get a seed, find it. Um, so, so, yeah, George Washington liked them. Molly Randolph, not so, not much. so much. <laughs> <laughs> this one of my Kendra Bailey Morris, I think, has a few pawpaw recipes. Um, yeah, she's another really great cookbook author mm-hmm. and um, food writer in town. So okay. we can go to her for more Fair pawpaw. I'm like, and why it's not more popular? <laughs> but here's something that I want to see. I I, I um, put this out to all the Richmond chefs, and we need flummery. Uh, on the menu. Is that it's a good ass word. It's a, it's a dessert. That, that's right. Good ass word. Flour, flour, flummery. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, one um, measure of jelly. The bouncing stuff from the, the Disney yeah, movie. Flubber or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of cream, half of wine. Hey, all right, okay. Yeah. Boil it over slow fire. Sweeten orange flavor rose water. I 
Cool it in a mold, turn it in a dish, and pour around it cream. Seasoned any way you like. She's very open. Flummery. Yeah. Flummery. I mean, that does sound... And it's just like... Uh, sounds kind of like jello. Like a jello. Yeah, like a... Yeah. Something like, like a, that. Like With a little bit of cream. But pudding, jello. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's pudding. Yeah. Sounds good. Which, yeah. It, so, yeah, there's a lot of things we need to make. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's a strange... Or put twists yeah. on it. Because right. <laughs> um, about... A year, two years ago, we actually did a did a tour of Richmond and Richmond and women history. And mm-hmm. at the conclusion of the tour, we did a, a dinner based on Queen Molly's book. And we had to put twists to things yeah. like, for example, Janikin. No, and, no, no. Oh, Christine, Christine, Christine <laughs> Wanslaben of Mies and Ploss was our chef. And uh, instead of doing this. Really chicken ter- pudding. Terrible was the sounding yeah. chicken like, pudding. You can't put that on the menu. Which was just basically throwing a chicken in a vat of cream and, and letting it bake for an undetermined yeah, right. amount yeah. of time. You know, she did, you know, a chicken a la king like dish, you know, just right. twisting it a little bit. Um, apple fritters we were pretty uh, yes. safe with. Yes, that was a good um, That was pretty much, you know, Using all the ingredients, although Christine helped fill in the actual right. measurements of the ingredients. Yeah, sure. Baking, that's actually pretty. So it was, it was, it was a fun evening, uh, you know, to try to actually take this book out and use it in the present day, and you know that's what we're going to be trying to do. Sure. Um, at the dinner, I mean, excuse me, at the lunch <laughs> that we'll be hosting in November as well. Right. And the uh, did you have you had look like you were going to say something? Oops. No, I'm I, I'm ready to jump in. Okay, yeah. So, what's where is this thing going on? This will be November second. It's Sunday, uh, November second, and it's uh, two part. We're going to gather at Monumental Church, will have which will have just reopened after their big renovation, yeah. and we'll have um, a little bite there and tours of Monumental Church, including the the crypt um, and of course the beautiful um, right. main floor. And then, um, then we will and, go down. And to people can brush up on the history on the uh, earlier podcast as, episode as about the plug, the plug, the plug. I would love them too. Yes. Um, and then we'll head over to we have we'll have a beautiful tent set up for the whole weekend of Fire, Flower, and Fork, um, but uh, at Six and Broad. Okay. And the, unfortunately, not at Sixth and Main. No, Moldavia that, was, right. but Sixth and have Broad. Everything. Have everything. But um, and we'll have a, a seated. Um, lunch for up to I think 150 200 people, um, and that's the everyday gourmet. Uh, Janik and Bennett and uh, Ellie Bash are the sort of the caterers, the curators uh, yes. of that meal, and, and they're chefs from around Virginia mm-hmm. as well as several Richmond chefs um, will each serve a course based on her book too. Okay. So we don't have the um, exact menu, menu yeah. yet. I know there'll be an oyster stew as a part of it. I know that. Um, there's going to be Virginia ham. There has to be Virginia ham. Um, but yeah, they're working on um, dividing up the courses and, and figuring out how to... But again, we'll have a twist. It's not going to be uh, right out of here. We've got um, Matthew Tulusti, mm-hmm. who's the executive chef at uh, Hilton Garden Inn, and is really known for his for seafood. His, right, his fish. So, so we, we know he's doing something. I wonder if we can see a little rockfish because she has some yeah, great rockfish does. recipes yes, in here. It won't be sturgeon, but rockfish will, <laughs> rockfish will be <laughs> sufficient. Um, we have Tucker Yoder of the Clifton Inn coming mm-hmm. into town. Um, 
we have Todd Johnson of Mezzanine, who's you know really did the first farm to table uh, restaurant in Richmond. Mm -hmm. Right, so, he 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 does, and I don't think he gets enough credit right. for for that actually. And we also have um, a top an upcoming season of Top Chef contestant coming down. Her right. name is Joy Crump, and she'll be joining us from Fredericksburg. So, Excellent. So, yeah, we have a really it's nice complement of chefs and, and Chris, female chefs, Chris too. Wayne, the executive chef at the um, Executive Mansion, is also doing a course for us. So we're really Fantastic. excited to have him uh, involved as well. So. And this is not the one that ratted out Bob McDonald. <laughs> this is the other one. No. Actually, <laughs> this, chef, this chef has... Far more controls he must operate yes, under. Yes, I don't sure. think he can buy a like a um, a plat of tomatoes right. without, without um, somebody. Yeah. three signatures nowadays. And there will be no Gatorade. That's all. And I know. Chris, I Chris, you, you're, if you're listening, <laughs> we know you are following all the rules. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be a great event. And yeah, we're. Um, we are excited. Lenny Sorensen, we're hoping, she's attending, uh, we mentioned her before, who, she's a culinary historian who's cooking her way through the Virginia Housewife. She is uh, attending Fireflower Fork and actually giving a talk um, on Saturday during our culinary tracks at the Library of Virginia. Um, but we're also... And, and what is that? What goes on well, there? I'll tell you in a second. But she also will be attending the, um, the lunch as well. Okay. We hope to hear, hear a few words from her. Well, the culinary tracks during Fire, Flower, and Fork, um, a gathering for the food curious, they go on October 31st and November 1st at the Library of Virginia and at the Hilton Garden Inn downtown, so mm -hmm. right, right next to each other. Um, and we have three tracks, can you guess, Fire, <laughs> Flower, and Fork. Uh, and you can choose, if you uh, ticket holders, you, I think it's $50 um, for a, a day pass, or you can get a two-day pass, and that... Uh, gets you four um, demos, talks, um, not lectures, but um, s sampling opportunities um, from chefs from all over the country and Richmond. And, and to be honest, we really we participated in the Southern Foodways Alliance um, event that mm. was um, here last year and saw how people really like that intimate setting. Uh, of bringing in an expert about food and just being in a room listening and being able to ask questions and right. I couldn't get enough of it and I turned to Maureen I said you know what we have this area is so rich we can do it simply for Richmond and focus on all of our great experts um, you know within an hour's drive mm -hmm. and bringing in a few extras you know sure. um, Evram from Sabrosa Bakery um, mm -hmm. is going to come and talk about his um, what he does in his mill behind Sabrosa Bakery. Um, we have Tuffy Stone coming in to talk about his barbecue and right. the tradition of barbecue. Um, so we've got the fire, we got the, the flour. flour. <laughs> and fork is basically um, a free-for-all and uh, we make it fit our purpose. Um, so yeah, so there we have caviar forks and yeah. you know the whole you know, the whole notion of the Victorian table and it's, you know, 15 different forks. So for Caviar Fork, we're going to have the folks um, who are helping to bring back the sturgeon and we will talk about what happened to sturgeon, um, how they were overfished, right. um, and 
then talk about what's happening now with them. Right. So that sort of is our is our twist on the oyster fork, so to speak. Sure. And I actually thought about that earlier and got, uh, I don't know what happened, but... Um, <laughs> that happens there, to us, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a... Did she talk about caviar? Is, it, is there such a thing oh, as a caviar recipe? Off. We're going back to that. Or, like, does it actually, like... Is it using the sturgeon, or is it using... You know, there's the, a lot of sturgeon the, recipes, but I don't remember seeing the caviar. Um, shad, you know, is, is right. mentioned as well, but i got to get back Because you actually cook shad, right? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of, uh, I guess, food ignorance. I mean, you just... Is caviar even cooked? Or is it just... Well, you can, but no, it's usually... Yes, just a raw egg, yeah, right? Yeah. So I guess it would just more be a preparation um, of... We could boil some eels for you if you like. Um, oh, yes. That's, she's, she's big on that. Um, to bake, I, she's I got do more, I mean, I, so far I'm not seeing anything to do with caviar. She's mm. got steaks. I mean, again, that would just be, you would have it. You would get it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what yeah. I was thinking about. Um, and, and I guess for people that are listening, have no idea that there's a, a, uh, a time warp race right now with you on Maureen on a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and then got the, yes. can the book catch That's up right. with the internet? Exactly. Looking yes, through the book can. right now. <laughs> no, it's because Ellie Bash has my copy. Ellie, I know. I know you have it. No, yeah. no mention of caviar. Huh. Yeah, so that's... But that's you can make sauce for a cod's head if you'd like instead. Oh, I would. So, I would like. Yeah. We should have made that for you today. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the sauce probably tastes better than the cod head. Mm. I, I imagine mm. that there's not a lot on a cod head. But, um, <laughs> That's only one way to find so, it. Yeah, so, so going so, yeah, back so, to these tracks. So, right. So it's not only about the past, it's also about the present, right. sort of bringing that story forward. And the very final piece of the pie, so to speak, mm. um, for the whole event is that we have tapped into the folks who do Secretly You All, um, the storytelling event that goes on oh, at right. Maliso yeah, yeah. and sometimes at VMFA. They do it, you know, every mm -hmm. couple of months they announce a theme. Well, um, they have said yes to partnering with us. And so the whole theme that they're going to go from is farm to table talking, and they're going to look for stories um, along that continuum. Nice. Um, so anyone listening... If you have a story that you may want to share, if you're in the food business, um, either side of the food business, yeah. front of the house, back of the house, on the farm, um, please submit your story to Secretly All because um, that's how the event is going to end. We're going to have people share their stories. That's awesome. I know, and another way for people to get involved, if you like, we're going to do on Saturday, have an Urban State Fair up at uh, St. John's Church. Okay. Um, and the 24th Street will be blocked off. And we're going to have um, apple pie contests that you can uh, enter. Um, With a blue ribbon. That, that, oh, yeah. Oh, they're valuable prizes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, a pumpkin because it's the day after Halloween, actually. So we'll have a pumpkin contest for kids. Bring the you know, yeah. best decorated one. Um, that hopefully not that your parents did. But, and um, bring back the cakewalk. Have you ever heard of a cakewalk? Or a kale walk. <laughs> I've heard of a cakewalk, yeah. but I don't know what you it know is. What it is? Yeah, well, it's um, 
actually it is or a, 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 a tradition <laughs> a tradition that started back on plantations mm -hmm. um, with um, slaves on the plantations that would do um, actually for their owners unfortunately a, a silly dance or portrayal of um, the you know more high-end society ballroom dancing that was happening inside the house right. and then the winner of this um, dance outside would would get a cake and so that actually that tradition more through the african-american community and um, when you hear that term it was a piece of cake it right. comes from these these cakewalks right. and these competitions sure. so then in the early 1900s, 20s, it sort of morphed into a thing often done at county fairs or for a church fundraiser where ladies of the church would bring in 20 cakes right. and you would walk in a circle on numbers and then the, the person who landed on the a particular number, if that number was chosen, yeah. you would get the cake. So we're going to have cakes and, and bring that tradition That's back awesome. too. And, and somebody, we, we have to pretend that it's a healthy eating event. So we'll have a, a piece of kale. Too. Yeah, one, <laughs> one round, one round, what we're going to call it the kale yeah. round. But, the kale but I, I've seen, I'm tempted, although I don't think I can get away with it for health regulations, there was a, a kale a kale cake. cake. A sweet potato kale cake. It was And Maureen, if you're so inclined, you bake that cake yeah. and bring it to that <laughs> okay. walk on I might, Saturday. I might have to. I'll just That's sit awesome. there and eat it in front of people. Um, yeah, or we can put. How about we could ask jokes. a professional baker? I think. I think. Um, I think, I think we're gonna have WPA yeah, make that cake for you. David might. I think we may be in better hands with that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you're right. <laughs> and so you, there's. I'm assuming there's a place people can get all the information. Fireflowerandfork.com. That's what's up. Has it? Absolutely. So, so. Um, it's coming up October 30th to November 2nd. All right. Well, that was it. Thank you very much, Maureen Egan. Thank you very much, Susan Winecki. Go check out the Real Rich and Food Tours. Check out the Fire, Flower, and Fork. And thanks a ton to uh, Kevin Clay from Big Spoon Agency uh, who helped me put this together. And also support the sponsors of the podcast. Go check out River City Segs, Ghosts and Grizzly Stories, Segway Tours. Definitely go check out um, the, the Farm Table. Thank you very much for them to, to hopping on board here. Uh, and when you do sign up, at thefarmtable.org. Definitely use the promo code HRT2014. Remember, you'll get $15 off your membership. That's a fantastic deal. And as always, let me know what you think of the podcast. You know, follow History Replays Today on Twitter, at History Replays, on Facebook, History Replays Today, and on Tumblr as well. And you can comment on any of those places. You can also... Um, you know, contact me via face. I mean, uh, email Jeff Major J E F F M A J E R at historyreplaystoday.org. Um, and you've been getting a lot of uh, posts on Facebook, which is definitely exciting. A lot of a lot of folks suggesting guests. And, and maybe you'd be a good guest. I don't know. Suggest yourself if you like. Um, but support the podcast. You know, support the sponsors. Uh, become a sponsor. You can also donate at historyreplaystoday.org. Um, you know, if you don't have any money to contribute, that's fine as well. Um, go to iTunes or, or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this and write a review. That will be fantastic. If you've listened this far in the podcast, you're obviously enjoying it. 
So go write a review. That would be fantastic. And make it a great day.